Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coming up, we've got preseason hockey split squad as the Devils were playing on the ice in Newark for the first time this preseason. We're looking at Alexander Holtz. We're taking a look at Jesper Brath getting back out there. VTech between the pipes and a couple of surprising other young players that we want to dive into. Breakdown coming up next. Yes, sir, it is EPL, the Devil's Puck Luck Podcast, where, of course, you know we are the hosts over here. Adam Armbrick breaking down the Brooklyn Nets on the Locked On Nets podcast. My boy, Doug Norrie, and your New York football giants on the One Giant Podcast with Andy Mack. And this man right here is the 20-plus year season table to the pulse of the Devil's fan pace. Danny McDonough, how are you, sir? We got hockey back, man. That's it. We're, we're in. You know, it's, it's such a great feeling. And <laughs> hockey. Hockey's back. Yeah. No, listen, it, it's awesome. <laughs> Wasn't it just great to be at the arena and just feel like it? the fact that it was 13,000 people yeah. there? And we found out from one of the reps we were talking to, there's mm-hmm. 13,000 people there for the first preseason game in a split squad night is just a testament, a testament to how excited the fan base is, how excited everybody is. The NHL, I think, this is gonna be a lot of fun this season. No, there's a buzz about it, man. And and we went to a lot of games last year. Obviously, we're gonna break down this game specifically in Newark. Also, gonna reference the split squad as well, take on the Montreal Canadiens, just so we have a full sense. And there's actually a lot of great takeaways when you think about the players that weren't there on the ice in Newark. Gave mm-hmm. some great opportunities to see different combinations, players in different roles, which is something that we talked about. Lindy Ruff has talked about yeah. with the press saying this is what it's out see how these combinations work and see different opportunities. But to your point, man, in the arena, it was a great, it was a regular season atmosphere. Yeah, and it was the fact that, you know, after the first couple goals that everybody's standing up cheering, you know, <laughs> it just, didn't hurt that when, you, when you're in Newark and we're going to talk about the game. It doesn't hurt when the devils drop four goals yeah. in the first like six <laughs> minutes of the game. It was just like, that was awesome. celebration, celebration. Listen, and I know like, yeah, the flyers are a bottom tier team. Montreal Canadiens are going to be yeah, more yeah. of a bottom tier team. It's not so much about the final scores of these games. No. It's really about the gelling of lines. It's really about seeing the individual players, what they're doing, what they're bringing to their own game and their own development, you know, to make the NHL team. So, listen, but I love the fact that, you know, we were lucky enough to be in one of the suites, actually. Mm-hmm. And, and it was cool to see just fans being there, standing up and so excited for everyone in the first preseason game, you know, just to see and feel 
you know, that energy. It was electric, man. It was a lot of fun. It was a blast. And so we got to look at a very specific set of players, though. It's a large group and a lot of young guys, as we mentioned. So just as we set the table here against the Flyers home in the first preseason game, you have Alexander Holtz, a hot name topic, obviously all offseason. Going to get into him in a big way with his performance. Thompson as well, another young player. Nico Heischer, Bauer, a lot. McLeod, uh, Timo Meyer was there. You also had uh, Schmelzer, you had Holla, you had Bratt, you had Philman. You on defense then had Smith, who we'll talk about him too, actually, because <laughs> it was a fluid game in terms of the conversation that Danny and I were having with different players. Dougie Hamilton, uh, foot is there as well as, well, dude, Hataka. Yeah, until we talk yeah. about Hataka, Paul and Nitek and a cow in between the pipes. So that's the group of guys we got a yeah. chance to look at. And you can see there from that list, a lot of young players. We're going to go back and forth between a young guy and then, and by the way, some of the other young guys I'm going to discuss are actually players that, in fact, are you know, dedicated members of the team already, sure. but they're still only 23, 24 years old. So we'll go ahead and give you a well-rounded perspective on what we've seen from these players on the ice and what it maybe tells us to continue to watch for as we move forward. Through the fact that we're at, okay. Go ahead. When you're ready, I'll, I'll edit this after now. <laughs> Obviously, the fact that we're at the game, you yeah. know, seeing the Devils play the Flyers, obviously different than seeing Montreal when they're in Montreal playing. So what we saw, you know, with the guys on the ice, what we saw is it was great. You know, to see Alexander Holt score a goal, I think that it was on everybody's mind. You know, what is Holt's going to do? How's he going to perform? He's playing with the big guy. You know what I mean? He's playing with Timo Meyer. He's playing with Jesper Brad, getting those minutes with them. And you saw that he was very fluid in his play with a top line. I and thought it was I thought it was great. Yeah, I, I thought he was great. I thought he answered the initial questions about him, right? We know the struggles right. he had in his last stint up at the NHL level. And maybe most importantly, what we saw from him beyond the goal, which was nice, is the defensive awareness and the defensive commitment. Mistakes, there were errors as young yes. players have, but we saw him positionally put himself yes. in a lot of the right spots, Absolutely. track back defensively, and that's a big part of what he needs to do. You and I were talking about it when we were at the game. I was most worried about his board play. Yeah. You know, his physicality and to be able to stand up to the bigger guys with the opposition on the boards. Mm -hmm. Like, are you going to fall down? Are you going to be weak on the boards? Or are you going to basically be able to make the play for check well in the offensive zone? But what I saw that I liked is when he was playing with the AHL guys, when mm -hmm. he was playing with the likes of Bowers, players like that, he committed to the defensive play that we were worried about last year. Right. He was basically, like, if there was a turnover in our off offensive zone, he was the first one skating back the mm -hmm. offensive guys to make sure that he would break up a play in our defensive zone. That, to me, in the third period, especially when mm -hmm. you have a big lead that you're still committed to the defensive side of the puck, is a massive step forward for Alexander Holtz. And to me, is the biggest improvement that what I see for him playing with this squad. Yeah, if you talk about him being on one of those potentially top two lines mm -hmm. coming into the season for the New Jersey Devils. Hold on. Is he going to play in the top two lines? I said, that's such I a said potentially. It's such a big topic right now, right? Because yeah. we're seeing all over social media that people are putting him up on the second or first line. I'm still convinced that he's going to be on the third line. I, I can't after one preseason game. I, I, it's not off a one preseason game. No, no, not but. just not just you. I'm just talking, you know, yeah. in general. You know, people are kind of saying like, listen, Alexander Holtz has the skill to play with the top guys. He does, but I think that you need to be a little weary of what he's going to be able to do defensively. Yeah, we saw flashes of great play in the preseason game. I'm still putting him on the third line to start the season, and again. It goes back to, yeah, do you put him on, you know, maybe the home open top line just so you can hear the crowd roar for him and get him excited. But I still think he's going to be a third line winger. All right, let's put a pin in that part of the conversation for a second here, and we'll come back around to it because the other thing that we got as we flip over to an experienced player, familiar player, I tell you what, man, Jesper Bratt, 
there, there's just a, a lot of toying with the defense yeah. in this game. He was showing off the speed, showing off the skill set, showing off the puck work. And it, this was phenomenal because it, this is just a tune-up game. It's a warm-up game for them. It is an opportunity for guys like Holtz and younger players yeah. to see what that's like and feel the flow. Bad team in Philly, that's fine. But yeah. Jesper Bratt was in like mid-season form for every minute that he was out there on the ice. Look, it's the same, you know, watching the French-Canadian broadcast, you know, and the Montreal game up in Montreal yeah. with the Devils. The same thing with Jack Hughes. He yeah. he was they skating so he well. He gave a no pass. Yeah, it was like unfair. You know, <laughs> on the door yeah, yeah, it was like yeah. unfair. And it just goes to show you, Jack Hughes and Jesper Bratt are going to be our top scorers. You know, mm-hmm. I said the team of Meyer is going to have a top scoring type of year, and yeah. still might, but just what I saw from Jesper Bratt in that first preseason game and seeing him live. Yeah, yeah. It's like, my God, man, this guy is so incredibly quick with the puck. The way that he moves, the way they do a simple toe drag, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It, it, it's unbelievable. And, and I'm so excited to be able to watch, you know, him live, obviously. But being on that top line, it's something you and I talked about. Is Jack Hughes going to be with Jesper Bratt on a line? Or are they going to split him up? You know that we want to have the conversation right now. I, I think we should because okay. they're going to split. Should split them up. I don't know what they're going to do. They should split them up. So is it a showing to you that the fact that Jack Hughes and Brat were separated in the split, uh, split squad game, is it a tell? Is it a telltale yeah. sign to you? So this is a part of what we want to discuss here as well because it's more than you're not going to always have split squad opportunities. Mm-hmm. You're going to come up here on Thursday later this week, preseason against the Rangers. That's sure. everybody back together, and then we'll see how these things come blended. So. In a moment here, let's answer that question. Does the split squad and the way we saw these parties created give us an indication of the combinations that Lindy Ruff may want to look for and what do each of us think should be those top two and three lines after, yes, one split squad preseason game? (laughs) We'll dive into that here coming up in just one second after we do a little thing. That's telling you about our buddies over at DraftKings because you know that we are back with another week of football and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. You throw $5 down on any of the week's epic matchups and you're going to walk away an instant winner because even if you lose, you're getting those bonus bets. That's what they do over on DraftKings. And DraftKings, by the way, is not stopping with that because all customers can also take advantage of the two new offers every single game day. September. As September is winding down, get over there. Maybe one more. You sneak one more opportunity on game days, Thursday night football. Take advantage of some of those special bets that they're going to throw up there. Football is just more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with code THPN. And new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or Visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hills Casino and Resort, licensed partner of the Golden Nugget Lake Charles, 21 plus age by jurisdiction, void in Ontario, Canada. Our friends to the north. Mm. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms and responsible gambling resources as well. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance and eligibility and deposit restrictions. They do apply. Yeah. Um, I might splash the uh, the money with uh, Luke Hughes winning the Calder. You know why not, dude? Splash! What are we messing around with? So there's Nico a lot of yourself. We got a lot of awards out there. You know, a lot of plus money. And as we get into the NHL season, when we talk about our friends over at DraftKings, we're going to start getting into some of those betting opportunities on a game to game basis, week to week. We always say 
not big money, just fun money. Have a little fun. Bottom line. This is, uh, we'll have other guys we're in touch on from this game, especially at, in Newark at the Rock. But you talked about lineups. Mm-hmm. My opinion is that, that this is what they're trying to discover this preseason, mm-hmm. is how do we create two top lines, one that has Jack Hughes and the other that has Jesper Brad on it, because they are in that similar mold of the speed, the on-puck skills, and being the obvious two top threats out of this offense. Do you agree, at least on the press? Lindy Ruff is trying to have these combinations fit together, potentially apart from one another. Yes, I do. Um, and the show. Listen, Jack Hughes and Tyler Toffoli was something extremely Also special. phenomenal, yes. Yeah, watching the highlights and, you know, watching some of the film when they were playing up in Montreal, wow. Um, Amanda Stein actually brought up a great, great fact about mm-hmm. Jack Hughes, too, working on his face-offs. Yes. He is getting extremely, extremely efficient in the circle. I did watch the know. opening highlight where he lost it, though, so. Listen. But but that's it's no, a very but no obviously it's it's very important obviously for Jack Hughes' yes. game to to be even more dynamic than he is. Mm-hmm. So I'm putting Jack Hughes with Tyler Toffoli, and I think I put him with Timo Meyer. You know, but so there we go, right? Yeah. So let's just let's call that the top line is going to be Timo, Jack, and Tyler. Mm-hmm. Let's say that, that if that's what you believe, then why wouldn't line number two be Brat? Heischer and Holtz. I'm putting Mercer with him. I, I still think Mercer is a playmaker. I think he has more playmaking ability still right now than Holtz. But do you trust? But do you rely and trust to have Jesper Bratt, Nico Heischer with Holtz as opposed to Palat, Halla, and Holtz? That's where that's where I'm looking at it. Is where do I create I, I the right you know the right combinations here? I think in the, in the upcoming preseason game preseason games, I think Lindy Ruff is going to do exactly that. Yeah, He's yeah. going Explore to test everything. out what is going to be the best line combinations. It, listen, it, at the end of the day, I think that we know that Lindy Ruff, even in season, is going to test some lines out, and he's been proven to do that. Likes to experiment. As Devils fans, I think we have to expect that. Yes, you know, I, I think that. I think you're going to see solid lines for the first two or three games. I think we can hold on to that with Lindy Ruff. I think that you're going to see yeah, the- solid one, two, three, four lines in the first two or three games, and you know they're not going to get mixed and matched. Listen, unless we're absolutely getting destroyed or absolutely crushing a team, switching lines, little less, little less ice time, little more ice time mm-hmm. for certain players, things like that. So, I, yeah, I'm, I'm still immersed in like I'm lying. It's that's that's fine. That's fine. Never call me dog again. It's but immersed dog. It's that, no, that, that, neither here nor there. <laughs> um, so we'll continue to see how that fleshes out over the preseason, the training camp, and these games, right? Because there is a long way to go here before I think we've got 28 days before mm-hmm. uh, we get official hockey. 27 now, probably maybe 26 by the time you listen to this. But so. one game, you're really putting holds on the second line. I, I wasn't. I would have already. I would have already said that coming into the season. If if you are coming into this year and you're saying Alexander Holtz, this is your opportunity to prove. That some of the bumps in the road you've worked on, you're okay. ready to emerge. I would have said I start him on the second line initially to give him more of support. Yes, at the yeah, center yeah. position gonna, and at the wing position yes. with Brat, where you're going to get more centers. Exactly, and and, and, and mixing and it up and putting someone who you know Merce, in Mercer on the third line that can produce well with Hall, especially if he's winning a lot of faceoffs. Right. So you know, it, it, I'm I trying understand. to create these safety blankets. Right. And it's the same way you and I talked about um the defensive pairing sure and saying well down the road we have some young players that could come up but that's why having luke hughes with a marino can make a lot of sense because you just want to give everybody the balancing point and yeah, you don't it, want to necessarily move luke too high up on defensive pairings right. immediately coming off of his first taste of the nhl at the end of last season yeah and, and i can absolutely see it you know so it's right now it's, it's very early obviously these are yes. early predictions of what's going to happen i think that the next few games 
preseason-wise, seeing how the line combinations kind of pan out, seeing the cohesiveness on these said lines is going to be important because yes. you want to see those different line combinations. Listen, and, and jump in to the fourth line. You know, we haven't talked about the fourth line. I'll tell you who really, really, really impressed me. Tyson. Yeah, you were you were talking about him when we were at the game. You, he you was like the work that he put in. Super impressive. Forget the goal, right? He scored a goal, obviously. He was physical. And that he, was a nice like right spot at the right time. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, right. He yeah. was physical. He was really, really powerful on the boards. You know, he showed that he can work the boards very well, getting some loose pucks, being in the right spots, getting into the open ice. I'm really high on this guy right now. You know, to the point where we were talking about who might be that dark dark horse mm-hmm. coming into the year, who's gonna make the team. I'm putting Tyce Thompson up there. You know, with okay. the Graham Clarks, yeah. with the, you know, with the Nolan Foots, with the Nemich, I'm putting him in here that he can make this team. He really impressed me. Yeah, I thought he had a really he had an excellent game for him. The new game that I think was right there in that fringe kind of category, going to start in the AHL, but a guy that you're going to want to watch. I, I agree with you 100. There were very few, and this isn't a knock on the young players. There were very few standout guys. I thought Bowers at times mm-hmm. played well. And then also maybe some really questionable moments. And it's again, not a knock, just, okay, that's what you expect to see from a young guy. You mentioned Thompson. You had an eye on him the entire time. Uh, I'm going to talk about Hataka because for a guy that the devil's not in trade for Timo Meyer going back to last season, he's a young player. He's a consistent two player. One of the biggest concerns is his injuries and just staying healthy and on the ice 22, 23 years old. He's one of the youngest prospects the devils now have in their system. I thought that he again showed up and played consistent hockey which is the non-sexy thing to do in preseason games when you want to make a splash but i think it's the right thing to do and that's what he's regarded as a consistent right. player not a flash and player. what do they say about defensive players if you don't hear their name called that means they're Me, doing their job 100 and he was doing his job he was in the right he pinched at the right moments we were talking about yes. him pinching at the right moments and again you saw players like tice thompson and the younger players covering his point the cycling was really, really impressive from these kids. I'm super impressed with it. And and Hataka is a guy that Timo Meyer trade, you know, he was an acquisition of the Timo Meyer trade. I think you brought that up, correct? Yeah. You know, so it, it's he's got a lot of competition to get onto this team. Obviously, we know that. Yeah. You know, but I can see him being, you know, right there with Nemich in the sense of being that number one pairing down there. So yeah. And that's I think another great opportunity for certain players to develop cohesion with guys that you may be rising up to the NHL level. And excuse in the my ignorance. Do you, know, do you know his age off the top of your head if you want to look that up for me? I'm pretty sure he's the same age as Nemich, maybe a couple years older. 22, 23 years old. No, okay. no more than that. He's one of the younger guys that they have now in their system. But I'll get the, I'll get the age up. And, and again, it's I think the fun thing about preseason, especially seeing split squad games, is there's so many different players on the ice and seeing a lot of the AHL guys. Being, oh, I'm sorry, 21 years old. He's 21. So it's being able to see this and seeing how responsible they are defensively and again for me i look at defensively i look at the pinching moments Mm -hmm. i look at making sure that you do not leave your defensive partner open for an odd man rush and and he was great at it you know it's listen and we talked about this too dougie hamilton like he doesn't even need to play preseason he was very uninterested (laughs) in a lot of the game you know the contract and because of the style of play and you know what he is but like just like the use the rats i get to use my feet i got to have fun out there dougie hamilton was like what is when do i cross the threshold where i can then go ahead and shift off and by the way that's fine i i want to see jack hughes say i'm all good at a certain point of preseason games so it is funny to watch that kind of balance but just the last point there on santeria hataka 
who does have a little bit of a physical presence as well. Mm -hmm. I, I like watching him. We've, we've talked about this with some guys. Do they get up there early or not? Or when injuries happen. Mm -hmm. We know the fatigue of an 82-game season at the NHL level. I, I'm going to put him there in the category of a player that I think could get a call-up for an opportunity sure. to play. He played with the Sharks at the NHL level mm -hmm. season, so he does have that experience. And I'll just note here, um, he had seven blocks and five hits in nine games while scoring two points in his lone NHL with the Sharks mm -hmm. going back to 21-22. Okay, yeah. So there, there's, there's something there, and I yeah. think he represents a little bit of physicality potentially for the Devils as they move forward. Um, that being the case... The other big takeaway I thought that we should note from this game that I I was incredibly satisfied by, I think and I, I, I went back talking to it last year, talked about it every game that we went to, every game that we watched, talked about it on the podcast a lot. I, I was so fed with the dump and chase mentality for the Devils because they're such a skilled team on the puck. I want to see them with those blue line to blue line passes, entering into the zone, controlling the puck, and then opening things up. I thought that even with these young guys mixed in, yeah. it looks like that game plan is starting to take a little bit more hold under Lindy Ruff, and it even bled through to the power plays, I thought, as well. Yeah, it's the identity, right? And yeah. we always talk about it, especially during the season and the playoffs. The neutral zone is so important with this Devils team yes. to utilize their speed. You can Listen, dumping and chasing will serve its purpose depending on the game, depending on the lead, depending on the period, whatever it might be. But yeah, really, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I'm, not I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not putting double black marker right. through like dump and chase. It, it has it's exactly fun. being able to through the neutral zone, tape to tape passes from the defense to the offensive guys. It, it's super important. Yes, you know, and and to be able to basically enter the zone unscathed, you know, past the the opponent's uh, defense is is incredible. And and we saw that in the preseason. And again, it was the Flyers, and it was the B team of the Flyers. We get it. They're not going to be a good team. I don't care about the score. You don't care about the score. Nope. It's about seeing the individual players and seeing what they're doing. Um, I just wanted to throw this out there too. We haven't yeah. talked about it yet. Something I was disappointed in was Philman. You know, it's we yeah. were talking about him, you know, watching him play. He he seems slow. You know, he didn't seem as fluid on the boards, he didn't seem as fluid on the forecheck at all. I was disappointed in him. Um Mizzoul as well, who like is a young yeah. guy, also a physical player. And again, I want to make it very clear because we mentioned Bowers earlier. Yeah, and I'm not knocking like I'm not knocking when young players struggle and they look shaky. It's just I think what we're trying to do is create the AHL level guys, right. the fringe level guys, guys that are maybe deserving right. of coming up. Right. C so clearly we know who the AHL guys are definitely going right, to be that aren't right. going to make the NHL team. It's still good to see the guys in the system to know if they're going to be an NHL guy in yeah. four or five years, whatever it might be. Um, or if they're trade bait I was you know, or, if they, or if they're going to play well enough that they could be a very important piece in a trade. Okay. Know? So. Uh, Michael McLeod is someone we we haven't talked about, but finish your thought. Oh, no, you know what? I'll go there because I, I was going to touch on uh, VTech as well. Mm -hmm. um, but McLeod, for, again, with a list of players, we kind of know what he is. I, at the end of last season, especially in that playoff run, I started to say to you, I was like, I, I really think that McLeod, remember, there were players that were letdowns for the Devils in the yeah. playoffs. McLeod was a guy that elevated his game, and I think that was a great jumping off point for him. He brought all the same mentality in the yeah. preseason game. Good open ice, 100%. closing down good on the boards. And I'm going to parlay that and say Palat started to play a lot better too mm. in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, and and listen, he has this big contract. Before the Devils were good again, he had this contract. Everybody thinks we overpaid for him. I agree. I know we did overpay for him, but we had to where also, we were. It also doesn't matter when you overpay someone the team is not playing at a certain level because exactly. you're not quote wasting money that you could spend elsewhere. Exactly. So you know, I saw that too with Palat. You know that he, listen, you know what you're getting with Palat. You know, you know what you're getting with McLeod. But I think 
McLeod is going to be even better. He's and like you just said in the playoffs last year, he turned it on. Like he yeah. had another gear. Yep. He's bringing that this season, and you can see it. I made a little a offensive flair as well in the preseason yeah, game. Too. I made a statement on our Twitter, NJ Devils PO. I think he is, and there's an argument. He is the best fourth line center in hockey. I really think that's. That. Yeah, I thought that was. A, we should dive into that like another episode. And this is something that speaks to the Devils' depth, where you go. Well, he could be the third line sure. center, right? Easily. And you wouldn't even blink an eye at it. How many other teams could really say that? You know, that yeah. if you needed to, could you elevate any position, but your center right up the chain of command? McLeod, I'm really excited to watch how he performs this season. Last, I'll, I'll go one, I'll go one mixed bag before we close out on VTech. Smith, <laughs> we started the game by, you know, and we've talked about Nemich and young players and how we're going to get guys up here. And I'm highlighting Hataka. Uh, Ball had a great game well. But, you know, go, Brendan Smith, you know, he's shaky, he's up and down. But do you, do you put that in the fact that he's like an older guy? 100%. The first period, like, you and I looked at it like, what the hell is Smith doing right yeah, now? Yeah. It's like what, what, he was blindly passing the, in the center of the ice in our defensive zone. Second and third period. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's a different guy. Got it up to speed. It'd be the same thing, you know, again, I, I think in, in this, to the same level, if you're not going to hold against Dougie Hamilton that this wasn't his big tune-up game, I'm not going to hold against Smith. But he came yeah. out a, a little bit flat, and I and I will give him all the credit in the world that he showed you those little things. And I, again, for a guy, when we talk about the back end of this team and roster spot mm-hmm. and elevating young players, this is what veterans need to show over the course of exactly. this. And talk about the young guys. Like, well, we're, we're giving a nice, healthy list of young players that showed up in that first preseason game and will have to continue to do so through camp. That's going to get these veterans. They're yeah. going to take note. Miller's oh. going to have to watch you. Like, 100%. you're exposed 100%. for your position on the road. And again, we have the advantage of being able to watch the game live in Newark, you know, to see yes. more of the split squad, obviously, than the guys that play up in Montreal. But jumping on the defense, too, it's Kevin Ball is unbelievable, man. You know, we're a dude that is a big guy. Yeah. He can skate. Yep. Like, we've seen it even more now. And I bring this up, and, and we talked about this a few times, you know, off air. I want him to play with Luke Hughes. I want him to play with Luke Hughes because he can fly up and down the ice with him. He can he can maintain some speed. He's physical to protect Luke Hughes. And you know Luke Hughes is going to take those chances offensively on the defensive end and trust Ball and his physicality to stay with anybody on an opposing team. So where are you putting you putting Luke down on the third pairing or are you bringing Ball up to the second pairing? Again, we, we do this with the offensive lines all the time. <laughs> yeah. Two and three lines, uh, you know, defensively pairing. I, I think they're interchangeable. I'm putting him essentially, let's call it the third line, Kevin okay. Ball. You know, because um, you're not going to move Marino. Marino's your, yeah, he's he's your staple as your top three defender, you know, with Hamilton, Siegenthaler, you know, and Marino. Those are your three guys. And then Luke Hughes right behind him and Ball, obviously, too. So, you know, it, it's interesting. Miller or Smith, you know, and hey, maybe Nemec makes the team and is playing with Marino. Um, you know, I'm still a proponent that Mitch is in the AHL. You know, I'm yeah. still hard on that fact. I think that it's going to be tough for management to make those decisions because Nemich is showing a lot of signs that he can play at this NHL level. Let's calm down with the goal, everybody. He shot from Sarah Ice and it somehow went in the net. Still a goal, obviously. Every point counts. Every point counts. Um, but besides the goal, he's playing well, obviously. Yeah. And there's a lot of question marks still with who's going to be on this NHL team, but like I said, there's a lot of there's a lot of decisions to be made, man. We're gonna watch with a critical eye, Smith and Miller. That's the back end. Then when we talk about Nem and his path to getting onto this roster, and then obviously the the deeper debate is, well, he could be up at the NHL level, but not playing as often. Danny's of the mind. Let's get him the full reps at the AHL level, and I would agree with that. But as it stands, and we talked about this last episode, I would or two episodes ago, 
I would be putting Nemich onto this roster. I'd be putting Nemich in the starting lineup. And I guess I'll compare it in the same way that I would put Holtz. I would elevate Holtz onto one of the top two lines and, hey, and see how they perform early. And then you know you because I can always come back to my veterans and experienced players, right? And as someone who's on the other mindset, I'm good with it. Right. As you'd be good with it if yeah, Nemich yeah. is playing I'm not as, be, right. right. If he's the number one D guy in Utica, he's playing at the AHL level, he's playing every day, you're good with it. Yes. Because you know 100%. he's getting that experience. Last note is that uh Vitek Vanacek for every he we we know struggled in the playoffs, right? And that was the first big test for him and didn't it didn't go well. But again, preseason game, split squad, he looked very much on his game. Of course. And I think that for whatever you can take it, I, I it's not VTech does not need the overpraise to boost his confidence, no. but I think it's important to point out he's coming to camp. He looks the part. You know that while I'm a massive fan of Akira Schmidt, while I might lean and say Akira Schmidt should be the number one goalie going into the season, I like seeing a player like VTech coming in with the mentality. I know I need to bounce back. Like the expectation, yeah. the expectation was not that I was going to turn over the starting goaltending job to Akira Schmidt as we were making a surprising run in the playoffs, right? So he knows that there's a bit of a pressure on him, and it looks like he's ready to respond, which is a good thing. Yeah, and you and I talked about it too. It's not a matter of obviously his opponent was the Flyers B team, and we always talk about this. It's his positioning. Yep, it's him playing the puck behind the net. Yep, it's knowing where he is, knowing what he's doing. Um, basically to prepare for whoever's coming down the ice, you know, and positioning is a huge thing. You know, it's being able to make those critical saves. I, I think you and I are very confident. We've talked about it all off season in VTech and Akira. And I think seeing him game one squad, I think that we're both comfortable. We're, yeah. we're, we're both comfortable and we're confident in VTech that he's going to bounce back from a very tough playoffs, you know, it, and it's going to happen. So what we're going to do is we will come back in following the preseason game number two where everyone's going to be together there against the Rangers. It's obviously over at Madison Square Garden, but we're going to break that down and we'll fold in some of the other guys that we didn't get to watch firsthand up in Montreal, though Graham Clark also forth a nice effort for himself as well. So this is, again, all these guys are layering in here. And at some point we have to look at it and create this hierarchy board of probably I'd say there's six players that I think are NHL capable right yeah. now and then what hey about guys that really really should be there immediately versus ones we could see throughout the course of the season that's what's so fun about it and that's why we're excited as ever that's why you have 15 people showing up yeah. in work at the rock for the first preseason and game because this is what we're here for special teams too we didn't even talk about special teams power play look great you know power play power play looks yeah. phenomenal um, and squats. that's something that holtz can yeah. also do a great job yeah. with both yeah squats. uh three for four up in i think montreal yeah and i believe we gave two of four effort in uh newer one of four i think one of four yeah. either way it looked it looked it look crisp don't quote us on the, that <laughs> yeah don't uh, <laughs> in, in there I, I know the stat better for the away because it was three out of four again it's, all, it's all about positioning right it's yes. all about just making the better plays. Dude, it was better I, I, we're gonna run long here for a yeah. second it was better it was better puck rotation it was better yes. player yes. movement there was better cycling when you yeah. talk about i don't know i want to remember who it was on the one power play set at Newark, but they did such a nice job of bringing it out of the corner. They cycled it back, but then they rotated themselves around right mm-hmm. through the point position allowed. I think it's going to be Jesper to come underneath, mm-hmm. get yourself to the outside mm-hmm. station yourself. And for some of these young guys, it's actually what really made me kind of excited to see the totality of the power plays. That was Tyce Thompson because, exactly Oh, there you go. Right. right. And he, I thought he did a really nice job because he found himself on the right wing there and made yep. himself available. Yep. So even with these young guys, this is why I think the system is working and why it's evolving because they were finding the right process on a power play set that you just did not see that same level of focus and consistent mentality going back to last year. Yeah. Again, 
We got eight of these over the course of a split squad game, but the sample was really positive. I think if you're the Devils, when you have a surprising run like that, you get to the offseason, you go, hey, what are our problems? Right. The power play was not good enough. We could have been even better this past year during the regular season if we capitalized on those chances. Mm-hmm. So you want to see that be as much of a focal point as anything else. That's where we cut it off. Because if you get over to Twitter right now and you follow <laughs> NJ Devils PL, you're going to hear everything about what's going on with the team and our latest updates, as long along with, excuse me, at Danny the Face, at Adam Armbrecht. You can also get us at Devils Puck Luck over on YouTube, where all of our episodes are going up in the podcast feed, wherever you get those needs fulfilled. Plus, on TikTok, on Instagram, on Facebook, on Dasher, on Prancer at devil's puck club you better believe it man so until thursday night post game wrap up we'll talk about it could be a late night by the time we get on and really break it all down very excited to see what phase two looks like and obviously we're gonna be talking rangers and and that is going to be just a look at a team that has things to figure out for themselves as well so a lot of fun stuff coming up as uh, vtech was between the pipes let's keep it tight we'll see you next time (laughs) 